1: And I'm Neil Kelly, I'm a professional actor as well and used to work for the military as an intelligence analyst. I'll be arguing from a more doubtful point of view, I mean, it's all a bit far-fetched, isn't it? In 1977, Steven Spielberg finished work on his long-cherished science fiction movie, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Ufologist J. Allen Hynek was employed as a scientific consultant on the movie and the title was taken from his graded classification of close encounters with extraterrestrials. The movie would go on to become a huge critical and financial success, but it would also become embroiled in conspiracy theories and warnings from the space agency NASA. Join us on Aliens Explored as we delve into whether this movie actually depicts real events.
0: Ba, 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 ba. And, of course, everyone recognises that tune, even when it's sung as badly as me. Even you, Neil, who dropped us with a bombshell last time, Uh, didn't you? A
1: shocking revelation,
0: yes. You did. I I, I know, I know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I should should have my Alien Encounters T-shirt torn off my back (laughs) and and my my headphones stamped on to do the march of shame. I know, I know. We
0: are not that... Brutal. Welcome listeners to Aliens Explored, your weekly podcast where we look at UFOs, UAPs, alien abductions, otherworldly events from around the globe. I'm one of your hosts, not as brutal as Neil would have it, I'm <laughs> Stu Jackson. And I'm your other host,
1: Neil Kelly. We, you, you forgot to mention we also review movies. Oh well
0: occasionally. Okay. Uh, is, well we're not reviewing a movie today, are we? We're we're gonna be talking about a movie, but not um, not in the
1: traditional sense of reviewing not a movie, no. Traditionally. We um, won't be critiquing the acting or the the storyline or Oh the actor's phenomenal in it. Mm.
0: Absolutely phenomenal. Anyway. Oh so it there is. we are, we just critique the acting <laughs> as <well>. a <laughs>
1: Yeah, there's you there's your
0: movie watched, review, folks. It's five thumbs up from me. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, the movie in question is, of course, the Steven Spielberg blockbuster Close Encounters of the Third Kind. And we're talking this week, of course, about if there's any reality to the movie. Hmm. Um, you know, is it based perhaps on real events? Exciting stuff, Neil.
1: It it is, yeah. Um, that that's quite a broad question, isn't it? Is it based on real events? Well, certainly we've yeah, we've had we've had forty seven previous episodes when we're talking about uh, alien encounters, exploring the aliens. So yeah, this is a film about an extraterrestrial encounter. So Steven Spielberg, this is this is a long cherished project of his, wasn't it? It was something he he dreamed about doing when when he was a kid even when he was about like 11 years old and he saw a, a comic shower with his dad and then um, in late 1973 he developed a deal with Columbia Pictures for a science fiction film but then when he had the blockbuster success of Jaws pretty, he could pretty much name his oh, price and make like any, mo- any movie he wanted. Yeah, yeah, he's cut got the magic touch. Totally, Give him yeah. all the
0: money he wants. Yeah, and it. this is what he chose to make
1: yeah so the title is derived from a, a ufologist j l j allen hynek which is his his classification of close encounters with terrestrials so the yes. first the, what's what's the, the first kind is when you see them is not it? or the
0: well let's let's go through the classification because there are actually several although hynek himself only came up with three classifications, mm. um, there are seven in total now um, and it's worth mentioning, Jay Allen Hynek, uh, now he's an interesting character, he was a consultant on the movie of course, mm. on Spielberg's movie, um, but he started out <laughs> effectively as a debunker, as a, as a naysayer and do you know what, I can see parallels with yourself here Neil, because <laughs> he, he was brought into the military basically to debunk UFOs mm then the more he looked into it the more of a believer he became. Does that mm. sound familiar?
1: <laughs> um yeah it does. Um, <laughs> I mean, so it, yeah. Yeah it's very very easy to start disappearing down rabbit holes when you, <laughs> when you, when you get into
0: this stuff. Uh, it really is but he famously came up with this close encounter classification system that, that, that basically uh, in the public domain Hmm. We probably wouldn't have heard of were it not for Spielberg's movie. Hmm. I think that's fair to say um but yes the a close encounter of the first kind is very simply a visual hmm. so seeing a UFO yeah um I think they say it has to be less than five hundred feet or something like that away um for it to count, but there's kind of like special circumstances hmm. around it but but effectively it's seeing a UFO. Um, close encounter of the second kind is where there is alleged physical evidence or physical interaction from mm. the UFO. Now, this might be leaving imprints from where the UFO has touched the ground, um, but it or, might, or, or might or mutilated cattle where they <laughs> Well, mutilated cattle would actually come under something a little bit later on. Okay. Um, this is more kind of more of a generic physical evidence. Uh, so you might see a scorch pattern in the ground where okay. the UFO's been. Um, you might get static on your radio. Mm. It's that level. It's that level of contact. Um, and a close encounter of the third kind is when you have an encounter with What is described as an animated entity so this is not just craft this is a physical being a robot though might count as an animated entity Um, if if it's come from somewhere else yeah if it's It's... come from somewhere else but with a UFO so again we're into this unidentified object phase. Now that was the three that Hynek came up with, uh, but since then there's been four more uh, classifications added. A close encounter of the fourth kind is described uh, I'm I'm simplifying these because otherwise it'll take up the entire podcast. Um, But a fourth kind is basically an abduction. Okay. Uh, A fifth kind is direct communication between the entity on board the UFO. these they sound like subcategories of the third kind. You,
1: you meet them when they abduct you or you you meet them when you have a communication. Well, um
0: an encounter might be just you see them through a window waving at you. Oh I thought no, you actually meet them. So. Ah no, an encounter can be just again visual but but you're seeing an actual entity rather than just seeing the craft, as it were.
1: Have have I misremembered the line in the film where I think it's Richard Dreyfuss says and the third kind is when you meet them. That that, that, so at the it. end when they all when the craft lands and they all come out of it. That that's their third in, third kind of encounter.
0: Well, that was part of the problem with Heinix's classification system. Is it would be everything from seeing them through a window in the craft right the way through to any physical contact with the extraterrestrials? Oh, so he created all. the. Extra so it was a bit broad. Third kind was a bit broad. That's why they've introduced these okay. other categories. Um Yeah, fifth kind is direct communication. That might be physically speaking. It might be hand gestures. It might be telepathic communication. Um, okay. But that would be the fifth kind. The sixth kind. <laughs> it's an interesting one. Um, it's a range of different things that include death as a result <laughs> of interaction with, uh, with an entity. Um, them channeling their thoughts into you. So I suppose they're seeing that as different from telepathy where rather than them just communicating telepathically, they're, they're projecting their consciousness into you. Mm-hmm. Um, and direct mind control so death, right. channeling and control
1: <laughs> I, I can see a sequel forming here it? yeah. weird, so we'll maybe skip you know, four and five, we'll go straight to close encounters of the sixth kind well the seventh was. kind mm-hmm. which is
0: the, the last of the, the list is the creation of a hybrid between human and extraterrestrial Mm. Uh, now now within the movie, um certainly on these these other these other scales, uh there is a fourth enca- fourth kind encounter. Uh there is fifth kind encounter because they all gesture with their hand movements mm. um famously in the scene, you know, and you've got the ba yeah. ba 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 ba. That is direct communication. Um Death channeling and controlled doesn't come into it um, but potentially when you look at, the, uh, it depends on which cut you look at, it does look like there might be human hybrids in certain cuts of the movie so mm. potentially the seventh kind uh, but yeah, that's Hynek, Heinek's actually in the movie as well as being a consultant in it he appears at one point mm. right towards the end um, yeah, interesting character is is Hynek um so coming into this whole is it based on real events there's there's two ways of looking at this and and you've so you you've you've kind of alluded to one already which was it's kind of like the the meta referencing um are they have they taken or has spielberg taken a collection of witness statements of alleged occurrences and then fictionalised them. um, Which is probably the most common perception.
1: It's created a piece of of, of a verbatim piece,
0: effectively. Yes. um, But there is another possibility with this. Um, Have you ever come across uh, what is commonly called Project Serpo? Before uh, or Operation Crystal Night? Um, I have yes. You have? I have well, yes. I'm impressed because well, because there aren't many non-ufologists who've even heard of this.
1: I have heard of it. I came
0: across it the other day. Oh, as part um, of your research for, for yeah. this? Oh, fair enough. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say yes. I'd have been surprised yeah. if you'd have heard of it outside of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, um. So what? So. So, share with our listeners then what what Project Serpo means to you. Right. Well, my
1: understand this this does it relate back to the Robertson Panel?
0: Um, that's that's been theorised. Uh, right. But then. in in its broadest in its broadest sense, what what is or what is Project Serpo allegedly? Um, or would you like uh, me to handle that?
1: Well, <laughs> I, I, I know that there's a documentary about it and uh, a, a, a US government agents claim that they spent decades giving fake evidence of extraterrestrials to gullible ufologists in an effort to make it easier for the government to spot when the UFO community was really getting close ah, to the truth. That's, so they put that's
0: this- part of the debunking of Project Serpo or the potential debunking of it. Mm. Um, So what um, this only came to light um, around 2005 Mm. uh, within the ufology community, but what Operation Crystal Night is allegedly is basically an exchange program between humans and the extraterrestrials where a dozen people, ten Mm. men, two women, were sent to this planet that's been designated or or called serpo Mm. as part of an exchange program now these people have all died because of the radiation involved in them traveling and and this was Um, back in in the 60s between
1: 1965 and 1978 they were
0: yes um yes but but it's only like the last 15 years it's only Mm. just come to light allegedly
1: so, so they allegedly traveled with a survivor of the infamous roswell flying saucer crash
0: yes
1: they they said they they, they got him out of the wreckage and said hey, take us to your leader and he said okay let's uh let's let's set up a, a meet
0: now bearing in mind Project Serpo is probably a really good topic for us because we can do an entire half hour just on this one mm. thing, I mean probably a, a more besides uh, especially yeah. the way we waffle and go off on a tangent
1: we we do yeah so that's all but the fun of it
0: it bears a lot of resemblance to Close Encounters as a movie mm. um, and there's a um There's a wonderful quote from Steven Spielberg uh, himself. I want want to make sure I find it so that I'm quoting him uh, directly. He was written um, a letter Hmm. by NASA uh, that basically uh, along the upshot that Hynek had information that they did not want included uh, in now what specifically? Movie. yeah what specifically that information is but we're, we're not sure of but kind of the whole Project Serpo thing hmm. kind of could well be part and parcel of this um, but in an interview to Cinema Papers magazine Spielberg said if NASA took the time to write me a 20 page letter I knew there must be something happening. Hmm. When they read the script, they got very angry and felt that it was a film that would be dangerous. Now, he said that back in 1978. Hmm. So NASA's written to him with the 20-page letter say, because they're angry about this script and feel it's going to be dangerous. So, yeah, that definitely tells you
1: you're onto something. <laughs>
0: that's... And it's odd well, for Na- that, And We're talking about... Well, uh, I was about well, to say, that's, that's it's come from NASA, not the military. But yeah, we but don't that, know that. <laughs>
1: but it, it's red rag to a bull, isn't it? That is really saying, you're onto something here. You're going to talk about stuff that we really don't want to... We, we, we really don't want you to put out there. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink.
0: <laughs> yes, but given the... Um, um, the disinformation that we, we know happens from uh, the military. It could well have been from the military really, just saying it's from NASA. Mm. But that's a very strange... And I, I, I'm inclined to think that's not something he would just make up. No. And it's curious he's not really talked about it but presumably he's still, he's still got the letter
1: he'd keep something like that wouldn't you oh ne- come on ne- that you and I have
0: worked on on big productions um, the amount of paperwork and stuff that's involved I mean hmm. you, you know you look at um, big scale movies like Star Wars Like all that set's been destroyed because of the storage hmm. so I, I think a letter like that will very easily get lost I'd be surprised if he still got it.
1: But it's it's almost an incriminating document, isn't it?
0: Well I wouldn't have thought it was written with anything saying you're onto something. <laughs> no, but but reading between it's the lines, circumstantial. You know, yeah, and that's yeah. The thing, you can't it's make this movie; is way too
1: dangerous. You're going into really dangerous territory. You don't know you don't know what you're messing with here.
0: Yeah. And it's undoubtedly written in such a way it's like, well, that's not what we meant at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We just don't want to create public panic. You, you know, I don't know. Mm. Whatever. But it's really. Yeah.
1: So they 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 expressed their displeasure that he was making this movie. Now, one of the things that happens in the movie um is something we've discussed in a in a previous Episode I and mean, we about the light coming into the car, into yes. the sheriff's car. Yes. And and him being knocked out for a while. something like that happens in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. yeah, you've f-
0: got lost time. There's when the uh, light shines on Richard Dreyfus's character and he gets sunburnt from it. These are all real things that have happened to people. Mm. Um, and yeah we we've we've touched on kind of almost everything in the movie um, yeah. in in previous episodes in real encounters um so coming back to that whole you know is it is it based on real events in a meta kind of way or is it based on real events that actually happened um I mean I, I suppose I'm t- jumping a little bit to the summary here but but for me I think I think he's looked through a lot of actual, genuine encounters. Um, a lot of, taken, a lot of witness statements. Used mm. their experiences to create this script. Perhaps dramatised it a bit and come up with this concept of a, um, a an exchange program, and kind of accidentally stumbled upon something that's really happened. <laughs> perhaps yeah that's my that's my theory that's my take is that you know he hasn't he hasn't been party to information about project serpo or anything like that and I don't think Heineck if Heine was aware of it would have revealed and I also don't think Heine would have been aware of it anyway because Hanek's job was to debunk UFOs for mm. the military the last thing we're going to do you know if if you know, as a military intelligence officer, if they want you to go around disproving something that that it's utter nonsense, the last thing they would do is give you actual evidence that it's true because that's going yeah. to hinder your ability to do that, isn't it?
1: Now, now, Heineck was um, he was an astronomer, wasn't he? He was hired by the U.S. Air Force to examine UFO sightings in the late nineteen forties, and uh, he was also advised to a group of investigators. Created by the government to determine whether UFOs posed a threat to America, so he had plenty of inside skinny on on. on well, it, it was it, 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 it was less about.
0: it was less investigative, more debunking.
1: Yeah, but it you know apparently the more the more cases he looked at, um, the more his position changed from skeptic to believer, and um, said so that he gave Spielberg insight into into top secret events that allegedly took place in. New Mexico in the 1960s.
0: Um, I
1: that, would if he was... be, that would be Roswell.
0: No, I mean, oh, that was nineteen forties, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: A, a, a separate episode in itself. There was something called the Robertson Panel, that was which met in January nineteen fifty three, headed by um, Howard P. Robertson. Um, it it was arose from a, a recommendation for the Intelligence Advisory Committee, and. Basically, what the idea was was that we will spread these stories about UFOs to cover up our testing of new military technology. Mm-hmm. So the people won't know we're doing it, and then and then we will um, have a panel of people who will discredit these these ufologists. To say you know, there were lots of psychologists on the panel apparently. So basically, anyone who spots one of these one of these <laughs> a, a, a new jet that the U.S. military is trialing. Um, they'll be told it's a UFO and then they'll be told they they belong in the in the in the lunatic asylum for yeah. believing in UFOs
0: that basically yes. <laughs> yes. well, that's basically it yes that's a pincer I mean, movement are, that's something we we've sort of touched on um, mm. in previous episodes that kind of disinformation from governments is not uncommon at all mm. uh, not uncommon in the least um, but they
1: they'll they put out a I suppose it's an old practice that you put out a story that's completely false, and then when people pick it up, you, you totally debunk it. Yeah,
0: yeah, and, 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 t- and discredit them. Yeah, totally discredit is, them. is not uncommon. I, I know, so going right back to one of our first episodes when we talked about Bob Lazar. Um, yeah. Now, I remember you you being, at the time, very. Um, Episode sceptical. three. Episode three. Um, hmm. Yeah, you, I know you were very sceptical because there was f- no real information. It seemed about him, um, depending on who you spoke to, of course. But looking at the kind of disinformation that we know happens, hmm. uh, that that paints sort of Bob Lazar in a bit of a different light, doesn't it? Yeah, um, I suspect if we yeah. were to discuss him now, you'd, you'd have a different take. What do you think? Just as an
1: aside. I, I dare say I would. I've, you know, I've, I've, I've seen a lot more material since we last discussed. You know, so it was episode three. I was a newbie then. Yeah. All this. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah, not, not just an interesting skeptic, aside. <laughs> skeptic to believer, but yeah, there, there is, there is stuff going on, isn't there?
0: That? Well, there's a a, a little kind of teaser for our listeners um, uh, when we get to our one year anniversary episode I'm planning for us to to kind of do a, a brief review on all the stuff we've covered in the first year hmm. uh, anyway so we'll be having a, a quick chat about Bob Lazar uh, in that one so we'll see we'll see what you think then um, yeah uh, but back to the close encounter thing in the Robertson report as you say yeah it, it was utter disinformation but there's been so many different government projects kind of going along alongside this I mean Project Blue Book of course being a famous one and it seems to conflict in terms of um, you know on the one hand the government's like really looking into UFOs very very seriously taking them very seriously and on the other being incredibly dismissive and it's the public where it's the ones who interact with the public who are being the dismissive ones that's that's an agenda right there, isn't it?
1: Um, I, I guess yeah. I mean, you you hear all sorts of stories. Why would they want to suppress these stories if we've made contact with with beings from other worlds? Why? You know, what, what would be the what would be the consequence of admitting it? Mass I panic. Mean, that's what. Yeah, that's what we got on the news call, mass panic. People are going to mass panic because we've we've met someone from another, from a more advanced civilization than ourselves. I mean, it, I, I always thought it was to do with religion. That, yeah. For instance, the Christian religion that I was, I'm not a Christian, but I was certainly had that, had it forced down my throat as a kid that we are God's greatest creation. And if suddenly we encountered someone from another planet or another dimension who seemed to be more advanced and, more <laughs> and superior to us in all sorts of ways, um, that kind of undermines that whole idea, doesn't it?
0: Uh, that's a, a theory um, and I know there are many theologians who would just who have said like well no if that's the case they can also be part of God's creation and it would it would lend us to understanding creation that bit better so I think it depends very much on the individual but absolutely there will be enough um, should we say fundamentalist well, I suppose if you tell people. them
1: that, that this extraterrestrial being is, is an angel, they'll swallow that
0: more. Well, it depends. I mean, there are... I, I I personally spoken with people who very firmly believe that there was one man called Adam. There was mm. one woman called Eve. Now, um, science has kind of... Disproven the possibility of that, and and I think the general consensus amongst theologians now is that um, the Bible talks about it in a more metaphorical sense. That you know, Adam represented mankind, and Eve womankind. Um, but but there are those fundamentalists who still believe that it's to the word. Um, I, I, I <laughs> right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go down a, a slight slight digression here um, I remember once I had a lodger uh, mm. live with me I, I used to rent out my spare room and had a lodger come live with me and she was a lovely lovely girl, I'm not going to mention names um, for obvious reasons but she was uh, a, a born again Christian mm. and I remember having a, a discussion with her about religion and and about the Bible and and she said something that just kind of it it, it st- struck a wrong note with me, like, you know, there was just something off and what she'd said mm. about the Bible. And I, I looked at her and I said, y- you do know who wrote the Bible, don't you? You know, thinking, like, you mm. know, the answer being people. People wrote yeah. the Bible and and then it's open to interpretation and all the rest mm. of it. And she said, yes, she said, God wrote it. But, uh, no. <laughs> no, it's, it's people. Yeah. No, no, no. She said, my church have taught, I've done a course. She'd done a course apparently with her church and they had told her it was God that wrote the Bible.
1: So did he have a literary agent? There was no way that we had... A publication deal?
0: She absolutely could not accept. There was no way we could have possibly descended from monkeys. It was impossible. Um, no Evolution was just impossible for her.
1: Well... You know, I'm. I'm kind of. You probably don't expect me to say this. I'm kind of on her side, because you know, I was brought up with Church of England, which is fairly wishy-washy. It's a well, you know, it's possibly a metaphor, and Jesus, if he really was one person, or maybe this an enama- an amalgam of several people, or what you know. It's mm-hmm. all very, very. Um, but I think yeah, you know, if you if you decide that the Bible is the word of God, whether God actually wrote it or um, he he used he used people as his channel he got them to write it but they're right he's communicating with them they're writing down the word of god if you accept that the bible is the word of god it either is or it isn't it's either a book that's been written by some people to, for for whatever purpose um, because power was in religion in those days wasn't it the churches ran everything at it was written um or they they came to as a result of it having been written um it's either something that's been written for that reason or it's the Word of God. It's nothing in between. So if you accept that this is the Word of God, you have to accept it all at face value. You can't say, well, I believe this bit, but I don't believe that bit. You can't just cherry pick the Word of God and say, well, I'll, I'll follow that command of his, but I won't, I'll
0: ignore that one. But we know yeah. we know for definite fact that it was written by people because the books are named after the people who wrote it. Yeah, but Leviticus, so what I'm saying is, John. It, it, it's, it's a their binary. interpretation of the yeah, events yeah I mean, it's a binary
1: the, thing you either believe it or you don't mm. you can't go this this sort of midway path that 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 they tried to foist off on me and say well okay so you don't believe this bit you don't and you think or you're gonna say you're yes well that's right but what he really means is you know yeah wh- why am i bothering with this really
0: well, <laughs> Truth is rarely binary, and that, that's a whole philosophical <laughs> discussion right there that we could go hours into. Uh, but uh, yeah. no, truth is truth is all about perception, and what is true for one person may not necessarily be true for another. No, it's the word of God. It's uh, he's commanding <laughs> yeah. you. you
1: know? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, God told me this, but what I think he really meant was, you
0: know... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh that's an interesting. Debate, uh, yeah. which we're not going to have on this show. No, on this episode. Not on this episode because <laughs> we're, we're talking about
1: uh, <laughs> we're still talking about Close Encounters in the third. We,
0: well, let's bring it back to that with our summary then. Uh, so uh, at the end of last episode, you gave us that bombshell that you'd only ever seen this movie once, and that was when it first came out. Uh, but yeah. I imagine it's kind of stayed imprinted on your memory, has it? Um, it it did. I mean, I remember it came out
1: roughly round about the same time as the first Star Wars movie mm. I, I remember seeing them fairly fairly close together. I think you know I, I went to the cinema to see Star Wars and then the next time I went to the cinema I went to see Close Encounters of the Third, Third Kind however um, we should plug this Close Encounters of the Third Kind is being re-released in cinemas on September the 15th uh, is pandemic it? restrictions allowing
0: is yeah. that in the UK, or is it a special edition that's this been released, is
1: This is according to a, a UK newspaper. Um, I'm trying to find the date of... Oh, no. Sorry. Oh, yeah, this article was updated September the 24th, 2020, so I don't know if that bit... But it was originally written in 2017, so... but So there is a, a, a director's... A director's cut, is it?
0: Or... Okay, so maybe uh, it's, it's even uh, gone then. It,
1: yeah, <laughs> but it it, it, it was re released in cinemas, or either it was re released in cinemas, or it's about to be re released in cinemas. Um, <laughs> but either way, I think I should probably watch it again to to get with the program.
0: Oh yeah, it's it's on my regular rotation for movies to watch. Is <laughs> uh, in my my movie collection, um, but yeah. So so what do you think? I mean was this based on real events let's cut right to the chase here um it was based on
1: real in real accounts uh whether those whether those events actually happened, but certainly on on accounts that have been presented as the truth he weaved a story out of out of those that's what so yeah in in that sense it was based on real events but those events might not have actually happened if you get where i'm going with this
0: I I do and um and one day I'm certain you're going to get splinters from sitting on that fence. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah I I I'll, I'm going to stick with what I said earlier which um I think yeah he's 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 exactly as you say. He's he's taken real events or or real accounts as you as you write this a um based a movie on them. I think he stumbled upon something that Something deeper, something bigger, inadvertently, as a result of it. Um, But yeah, what do you think, though, listeners? Is Close Encounters uh, sailing very, very close to the truth, or is it just all Hollywood fiction? Do let us know via the usual means of Facebook and Twitter by searching Aliens Explored, or of course you can visit us at Aliens Explored. Dot com. Um, don't forget to join us next time. We, we're going a bit more generic next time, aren't we, Neil? A, a little bit more generic, yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk about a specific event uh, that's been in in the press, uh, certainly here in the UK quite recently, and uh, and I believe in America with uh, Lieutenant Ryan Graves, who is uh, is an ex pilot for the US Navy. has been on 60 Minutes talking about events. But more generally than that, we're going to be talking about why it is that there's all this information seemingly coming out into the public in a way that's pretty much unprecedented uh, and from official sources. Why is that? So yeah, join us for that one. In the meantime keep watching those movies even the ones you haven't seen in a very very long time and of course the skies take care for now three years (laughs) bye bye catch you next time Aliens Explored is a Fiegel Films production in association with Juicy Falls music by Darren Mafucci and editing by Stu Jackson Find us on Twitter and Facebook by searching Aliens Explored or visit AliensExplored.com.